And then in verse number 13, but he said, oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. And Moses says, find someone else. Have you ever felt that way before? Have you ever been that person? The one who says, what, me? I'm supposed to do something? I'm the one that's supposed to do the work? Maybe you found yourself like Moses here, asking that kind of question, wondering what it is about you and what you're supposed to be doing. And you say, what, me? Really? You want me to do something? You want me to work? You want me to be a part of your family? This morning, we want to take a look at three words that will help us see as God interacted with Moses, but we want to certainly make application to our life as well. Number one this morning, Brett, can you go to the next slide? God's presence. In chapter three, again, in verse number 12, God says to Moses, I will certainly be with you. I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. God says to Moses and gives him the presence, his presence. He says, I will certainly be with you. When we think about the presence of God, there should be comfort in that. God's presence can be with us. God's presence was going to be with Moses. Moses needed to know that God was going to be with him. But as we've talked about before, the God of the Bible, the God of heaven, the God of our lives is, is the same. He's not just the God of Moses. He didn't only interact in that way. We can make application to our lives today. If you've got your Bible, look in Matthew chapter 28. Can you go to the next slide, Brett? Thank you, sir. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Jesus came, and you know this passage. Jesus comes, and he's there with the eleven, and he says to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. That, that word carries not with it just the power, but the idea that you have the authority to tell people what to do and what not to do. Jesus says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and don't miss the end. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You see, as Jesus has been on this earth and, and he's about to ascend again and be gone, he says, I will be with you. So, so Moses had, had God there. Moses had the presence of God. Jesus was there with those who were there at that time. He's there. He, they have his presence. But that wasn't the end of it. Go forward in your Bible to the book of Acts. The book of Acts. Chapter 14 and verse number 27. When we go forward to the book of Acts, we see the people who are working, who are going around spreading the gospel. And in verse number 27... As they are going around again to these different places and we follow along the missionary journey. It says, now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported what? All that God had done 
with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. Go over to chapter 15 and verse number 4 as we are about to come to the Jerusalem council as it's called here. And when they had come to Jerusalem, they were received by the church and the apostles and the elders and they reported what? All things that God had done with them. And you go on even more into that Jerusalem council. And verse number 12, as Peter is there and as Barnabas and Paul are there, in verse number 12, Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul, declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. We see time and time again here that those in the New Testament, even here in the book of Acts, are saying what God has done, what God has done, what God has done. They couldn't stop making the point that God was with them and that all that they were doing was through Him and because of Him. God was with them and that is where their courage was coming from. We can have the presence of God today. We sometimes wish he was that angel that we see in cartoons and things on our shoulder or that presence right beside us. It may not be in that similar sense, but we can have the presence of God and we can say and see what God has done in our lives. Number two this morning, the second word we want to take a look at is partner or God's partnership. We come back to the book of Exodus chapter 3 and verses 13 and 14. And Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moses says, What should I say? And God says, I am. Tell them the I am has sent you. The word used there is Yahweh or Yahweh. We're not even exactly sure how to pronounce it. It's a word that the Jews would not speak out of respect. So we're not exactly sure how it was pronounced. If you go to your computer maybe or to some type of app and you try to look up that word, you may find that the word Shaddai is used. Because instead of using this word, this Yahweh or Yahweh, they would say Shaddai, which is a synonym, if you will, like master or Lord. Along the way, someone came up with the idea of taking the vowels from Shaddai and, and inserting, inserting them into these four consonants, this four-letter word. We sometimes call it the tetragrammaton. But they inserted the vowels into this Yahweh, and they came up with a hybrid word, Yehovah or Yehovah. And so you may see in your Bible, if you've got an American Standard or a New American Standard, the word Jehovah. But look in verse number 16, back in Exodus chapter 3. As God says, I am. I am who I am. In verse number 16, God says, gather the elders and go before the people and tell them that I am doing this. I am doing it to Egypt, but I'm doing it for you. And in verses 19 through 21... It says, but I am sure that the king of Egypt, Moses says, or God says, will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. 
And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed. God says we will work as partners in the process. We will work as partners. As you are going, I am going to do this to Egypt for you. There's a partnership. This idea of the I am who I am has sent you is going with you, is going to be of comfort to them because God says we will work as partners in the process. Can we make application to our life? Absolutely. If you go forward to the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 5 through 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verses 5 through 9, we see that Paul is using this same type of language. When he talks about who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. And you know verse number 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. But go on down to verse number 9. He says, for we are God's fellow workers. We are God's partners in the process. You are God's field. You are God's building. Flip over to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 1. Paul, continuing again with the same kind of thought, says, We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. We are fellow workers with God. We work together with him. We are partners in the process. And I can tell you this this morning. If God is your partner, you need to make your plans big. As we see all throughout the book of Exodus, there is nothing that God cannot do. There's a song I've even heard recently. Maybe you've heard it before. There's no God like Jehovah. If God is your partner, you need to make your plans big. Many times we, we get a little short-sighted. We get a little, a little narrow-minded and focus on just what, what's right in front of, front of us. And we feel like... We can't accomplish anything. God says, I am. The I am who I am has sent you. Moses knew and understood that he was a partner with God in the process. Again, that's just not the God of Moses. That's the God of the New Testament. That's the God of heaven that we serve. We can be partners as well if we will be fellow workers with him. And if we're going to do that, and of course, we hope you're here this morning because you're considering that, if not already doing that, make your plans big because you can accomplish so many great and wonderful things working together with him. Third and finally this morning, we want to think about God's power. In Exodus chapter 4, beginning in verse number 1 through verse number 17, God has a little show and tell session. Maybe you remember it. God has a little show and tell session where he tells Moses, gives it to Moses, the power, and reminds him where the power will be. If you're turning over to Exodus 4, maybe you remember the first one was that Moses would take his staff and throw it on the ground, his rod, and it would become a serpent. I don't know if you're like me, but that's where, again, I'd say, wait, what? <laughs> I'm not a fan of snakes. But, but Moses says, throws his rod down, it becomes a serpent, and he picks it back up, and it becomes a rod. Maybe you recall that, that Moses Sticks his hand inside of his cloak there, inside of his garment, and it comes out and it's leprous. Now, I know preachers talk about leprosy. I don't think we, we fully grasp 
You may remember in the book of Numbers as Miriam is struck with leprosy that it said to God, do not let her be like one who is dead. The skin falling off. And Moses, simply by sticking his hand in and pulling it out, has this show and tell session as his hand is leprous and he puts it back in and brings it back out and it's whole again. And of course, God says, you can go and do these things, but if they still won't listen, then we start talking about turning the Nile River to blood. After the verse, excuse me, after verse number 10 there, after the show and tell session, Moses says, well, I'm not eloquent. I don't have the words. But God says there in verse number 11, well, who has made man's mouth? And the question I have for you this morning is, who made you? Who made you? Moses is still trying to find the excuse. He's still trying to say, what, me? And God says, who made man's mouth? I will be with your mouth, and I will tell you what to speak and what to do. As our points have said this morning, he says, I am with you. I will partner with you, and I am empowering you. Now, for me and you, for me and you this morning, I'm of the opinion and the belief that God has given each one of us a unique skill set. A special skill set. And I believe it's born out even in Scripture. Galatians chapter 1 and verses 15 through 17 is one place. Galatians 1, 15 through 17, where Paul is talking about this type of idea. He says, but when it pleased God, notice, who separated me from my mother's womb. Paul essentially is saying, God had plans for me before I was even born and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Paul said, God had plans for me before I was even born. I think if you find Jeremiah chapter 1 and you look over there, a, a similar passage that says something along the same lines as God forms us. He has plans for us. Now, I'm not advocating necessarily predestination or that, that God knows exactly what's going to happen to us. We still have free will. But sometimes we have to recognize that God has plans for us. He has empowered us. You may be sitting there this morning saying, well, I don't know. I don't know what my skill set is. A couple of questions for you to ask. What do you like to do? What do you really, really like to do? And what do you really, really do well? If you can answer both of those questions, I think you may be on to what your unique skill set is. What it is that you can do for the Lord. God has empowered you to be someone. God has empowered you to be someone. And you can do that. Become who God wants you to be. We look at many reluctant leaders in the Bible. And each time God has said, I will be with you. I will partner with you and I will empower you. And he's saying the same thing to you this morning. Have you ever felt like Moses? Have you ever been tempted to say, what, me? One final notice here, and the lesson will be yours. Exodus chapter 14 and verses 13 through 15. Because we're going to jump over the ten plagues. Perhaps you recall and remember those. 
what takes place there, the show-and-tell session that God doesn't have with Moses and Aaron, but with Pharaoh and Egypt. Maybe you've been tempted to ask, what? Me? What am I going to do? What can I possibly do for God? In Exodus chapter 14, the children of Israel are essentially trapped. They're up against a huge body of water, <laughs> kind of be like us standing at the ocean and going, okay, where am I going to go now? I can't go forward. And they've got the Egyptian army behind them. So they're essentially trapped between, we would say, a rock and a hard place, between the water and the Egyptian army, wondering what in the world is going to happen. But notice in verse number 13, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. You wonder if God maybe had this same moment with Moses. Moses said, Wait, what, me? You wonder if God now looks at Moses and sees a different person. This same Moses that we heard a little while ago, what was it? One, two, three, four, five different times say, I can't do it. That same Moses has changed his tune. He's felt God's presence. He's partnered with God. And now he is empowered through everything that God has done to say to the children of Israel, do not be afraid. Do not stand still, but go forward. See the salvation of the Lord. Moses has been a witness to all that God can do. And just at the right moment, he offers these words to the children of Israel. The same Moses that was begging away, that said, find somebody else, I can't do it, that said, me? That same Moses is standing before the children of Israel, leading them out of Egypt and through the Red Sea and on to other things. Because of himself, no, because of God, because of partnering with God, feeling his presence and feeling that power. And again, the same God of Moses, of Egypt, of the Red Sea is the same God today. Have you ever asked the question, what, me? We probably all have at some point. And God's answer is, yes, you. Be the person God wants you to be. Be the servant God wants you to be. Be the Christian that God wants you to be for the world to see. And as we conclude our thoughts this morning, that's what we ask for you to consider. Are you a Christian this morning? Are you right with God? Maybe you're here and you've never been baptized for the remission of your sins. You can do that this morning. We would gladly assist you in that. We would gladly study with you even this day because it is the greatest commitment that you can make. Maybe you're here and you've done that, but you've wandered away. You've been like Moses, you've been reluctant, you've kind of wanted to do your own thing, stay away from God. God is calling you to be the person he wants you to be, to feel his presence, to partner with him, to use his power to do great and mighty and wonderful things. We might have felt the last few days like we wish we could go out and part the water. We're not able to do that necessarily like Moses could, but we can. We can do great and wonderful things in Hamilton County, in Saudi Daisy, and wherever we come in contact with different people. This morning, maybe you need to become a Christian. Maybe you need to come back to him. Maybe you need the prayers of this good congregation to encourage you along the way. You can make that known even now as we stand together and as we sing.
May I devote my life